I'm Justin Lesko, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu brown belt and former pro MMA fighter. Jiu-Jitsu is a sport that, in some schools but not all, still clings to some etiquette that resembles traditional martial arts. Today I'm going to look at 10 examples of Jiu-Jitsu etiquette and tell you why I think some of them are really stupid, some are okay, and one or two I actually agree with. Something we should all agree with is that you shouldn't have to spend a fortune on jiu-jitsu apparel and that's where EpicRollBJJ.com comes in and where I can help you too by giving you the code PODCAST15 to get 15% off geese, rash guards, t-shirts, fight shorts, hats, joggers, hoodies, and more. Whether you're on the mat or off, EpicRoll will have you looking your best and their stuff is made by grapplers for grapplers, so it is going to perform as well as it looks. Give Epic Roll a follow on Instagram at Epic Roll BJJ and make sure you tag them when you're wearing your new stuff and they might just give you a repost. EpicRollBJJ.com, coupon code PODCAST15. Now I'm going to tell you why your jiu-jitsu school might be doing some stupid things. Welcome to that jiu-jitsu podcast. We will start this list with some of the most popular rules and etiquette that schools follow, and I think one of the most prevalent ones is lower belts not asking higher belts to roll. I think this boils down to the way in which a lower belt might ask a higher belt to roll, and if it's approached like a challenge, then that's not ideal, but people definitely make way too much out of this. First of all, a higher belt can always give a polite, no thanks, I'm actually going with blah 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 this round, or no thanks, I'll get you next time. Taking a request to roll by a lower belt as some kind of insult is pretty silly to me. One of the best ways for lower belts to improve their jujitsu is by rolling with higher belts, and by refusing to let that happen, it just means you're refusing to let lower belts get better. I'm not saying that higher belts have to exclusively roll with lower belts or that they can't turn them down if they're trying to get in rounds with specific partners. I'm saying it isn't a disrespectful affront to your authority as a higher belt if you're asked to spar. Another one is mandatory gym geese and rash guards and shorts, basically schools requiring students to only buy apparel from the school and that's all they are allowed to wear. In some respects, I get it. You want everyone to look uniform and be a part of the team, and I get that. I don't think it's super outrageous, and you can't join a rec hockey league and be mad if your team asks you to wear a matching jersey, so wearing a matching gi isn't too crazy. The biggest issue I have with this one is when McDojo schools start selling cheap-ass gis for 250 bucks and then force everyone to buy one. I think that this is one that isn't that big of a deal, but probably one that doesn't need to be enforced, but I get it. As long as you're not in a school wearing a gi that represents a different school, I think wearing whatever you want should be fine, but again, I get it. Another way that some schools can stray into cash grab territory is with belt testing and paying for promotions. This one always rubbed me the wrong way because I'd always wonder if I paid for a belt if I actually deserved my promotion or if the instructor just needed some extra cash so they charged me 300 bucks for a new promotion. I have never paid for a belt in my life and I think that if you're paying a school to train there and paying to learn from the instructors there then you shouldn't have to also pay for a promotion. I know there are some schools that have charged students hundreds of dollars just to test for a new belt and then said they failed the test and then made them pay again the next time to test again. 
I also know guys who've been at karate schools that have paid like a thousand bucks more than once just to test for their black belts. This is nonsense. Belts and promotions should be free. There is some etiquette surrounding black belts that I think is silly and some that I get and I follow. For one, I have just always assumed it was polite to shake hands with any black belts on the mat or whoever is teaching class, whether or not they are a black belt. It just seems like a normal thing to do, but I know some people think that etiquette is stupid. I also train at a school where I shake people's hand when I walk through the door. Then when you get on the mat, you walk around and do the high five fist bump thing with everyone. Every student on the mat, everyone does it. I don't think that's weird and it's not something that's like a rule of the academy or anything. It's just something that we all do. I get why people don't want to be forced into shaking hands, but it's really not that big a deal to me. I know some people also get weird about calling black belt instructors professor or master. For me, master is weird. It just hits my ear wrong. And fortunately, I've never met anyone who asked me to call them that. And I probably wouldn't if they did. I just avoid addressing them as anything. Professor, I get not wanting to use because in the United States, professor is like a college professor and the translation from Portuguese to English doesn't really match what we think of as a jujitsu professor, but I still say it. I also call instructors by their first name because that's just the culture where I train and no one is yelling at people for not saying professor. If your instructor wants to be called professor, I don't think that it's super weird. If they want to be called master, it's just strange to me. I know they're very similar things and it's weird for me to be okay with one and not the other, but I still don't dig the master thing. At some schools, if you don't bow before entering or exiting the mat, it's a big deal and people get really mad. People say you should respect the mat and all that, but it's a mat. It's not sentient. It doesn't know if you bowed or not. If you want to respect the mat, keep it clean, and we'll do more on that in a minute. But again, if your school makes you do it, then do it. It seems outdated to me, but I know a lot of places still like this etiquette. And if you're trying to respect the idea of the class or the environment of learning, it seems more reasonable to be respectful of the other students and whoever is teaching and show up to just train hard. Bowing before you get on the mat doesn't really do anything for anyone except the mat who isn't a real person. And since we're on bowing, bowing to an instructor when you line up before or after class, okay, cool, normal thing to do. Bowing to a picture of Elio or Carlos Gracie that's hanging on the wall, and now I'm getting cult vibes. Again, you can show respect to those guys, but they're not there. It's just not a normal thing to do. The only way I'm bowing to a photo is if it happens to be directly behind the instructor and everyone else assumes we're bowing to the photo, but in my head, I'll know. That's that's not for you, Elio. It's weird, I think. I don't know, it just seems weird. When it comes to mopping the mats, I've always just never minded doing it. I know a lot of places have lower belts mop the mats since they mopped the mats when they were lower belts. And in a few years, the new crop of lower belts will do the mopping when the current lower belts aren't lower belts anymore. I also know some people really hate the idea of mopping the mats when you're paying a place for their service. So why can't they mop? 
I don't know. It just seems like not a big deal to me. And three to four people taking care of the mats can get it done a lot quicker than one or two instructors. So why not just help out? If I go to a restaurant and my kids make a huge mess on the floor, I could totally just say, well, I'm paying to eat here so they can clean it up. Or I could just not be a scumbag and clean the mess up myself since that's, you know, the right thing to do. It doesn't seem like a big deal to me to clean or mop the mats. Some schools are super strict about things like leaving the mat without permission and stuff like that. Personally, I think I'm a grown adult and if I need a drink of water while we're sparring, then I'm gonna grab a swig. I know people who have visited other gyms and gotten screamed at by the instructors there because they dared to get a sip of water in between sparring rounds without asking first. I can't imagine caring that much about whether or not someone else needs a drink. I try to think of all of these things in similar contexts and I can't come up with any other situation where it would seem normal for one person to yell at another for having a sip of water during an activity. It just seems excessive to me. On the flip side of that, one thing I do always do during instruction and drilling is to give a quick, hey, all right, if I step off to whoever is teaching the class. No one makes me do this. No one has ever yelled at me for not doing this. I don't do this during sparring, just instruction. Really, the only reason I do it is because I want to set the standard that if someone is teaching something to the class, you shouldn't just get up and walk off the mat and not pay attention to what they are saying or showing you. This also gives the instructor a chance to tell me, I'm about to show one more thing, in which case I just wait and don't want to miss something because I went to pee and they didn't know I was off the mat and they moved on. Have there been times where I forgot to do that before going to the bathroom? Yeah. Has anyone ever cared? No, it's like self-imposed etiquette, which I think is really the best kind. Like all of the things on the list today, I think it just boils down to not being a dick. If what you're doing means you're being a dick, then don't do that thing. End of etiquette lesson. Thank you all for listening, especially if you've listened all the way to the end, since I'm sure some of you really hate some of the things I said about the etiquette on this list. If you made it this far, it must mean you at least kind of liked the episode, so why not do me a huge favor and share it with your friends, since they'll probably like it too. Thank you all so much for listening, and as always, I will see you next time. <laughs>